As we begin to reintegrate into the world post-lockdown, we're confronted with the fact that our lives are not the same as they were before 2020. And with that comes the realization that a lot of us have to relearn, rebuild, and restart. Struggling to do so myself, I wondered how other people are able to rise from the ashes of crumbled moments throughout their lifetime. I'm Rebecca Lee, and this is season two. How the fuck did you bounce back? as being recorded. I love that they do that now because it's like um had they not always done that? No. Oh weird. Which is crazy because that means like I feel like they I don't know it was like in 2021 that they added it because like it was not there in 2020 and it's like oh shit. Oh wow. Like people could have been recording you and you had no idea. Yeah. You know, like that was a good I'm sure somebody somebody was like, excuse me, you need to yeah. add this. <laughs> yeah. Uh hi. Hi. <laughs> um, thanks for doing this. Kayla was on season one. Mm. I was on season one and the bonus. And the bonus yeah. Feature. I just like always <laughs> okay. So for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, go one, go listen to that episode. And two, I'll fill you in briefly. Kayla and I've known each other since middle school. Um, yeah. And I always forget if it was, I think it was eighth grade, right? Eighth grade, yeah. Um, and and then all throughout high school. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for doing this again. Um, I always love chatting with you. Thanks for um, having me. Okay. I, I will guide the convo. The first question, what I normally ask is, what is um, a challenge or a low point that you've overcome in your life that you are most proud of overcoming and this is just my whole life yeah. or like since COVID sort of what, thing n- whatever you whatever want I be. want whatever you want to share I still see Rue <clears throat> in the corner oh he's gone <laughs> he just keeps poking his head around to check on me he was there it was like a horror movie he was there and then your face yeah. moved in front of him and you moved yeah. and he was gone <laughs> he's a little Uh, creepy I can't wait till he gets back um (laughs) uh yeah it can be whenever whatever you want to talk about feel comfortable talking about um yeah a challenge I've overcome um god I don't know I just feel like it's just as you get older you I've gotten just so much more secure in um sort of who I am and being okay with that but it's still such a journey Mm-hmm. And that, that really means so many things. Um, <clears throat> I, because I'm, because I'm sort of like uh, going after uh, career goals in a way that I hadn't before, uh, maybe it would sort of be my confidence to kind of like um, believe that like I could actually do the things I want to do yeah um I just think there's a a long time and I definitely still face this but there's just such a long time in my life where um I just let other people determine what was my life and what I would do and what would happen to me uh and I just wasn't secure enough in like what I wanted to really go after something um and now I don't know I just feel like for the first time in a long time I'm like this confidence is coming out of me that like I didn't expect Mm -hmm. and it's kind of trippy uh so for instance like you know I'm I'm pursuing directing now and um I'm I'm directing on the show that I'm on and I just recently had a, a meeting to get a lit agent and yeah and I sort of had we had this conversation and like they're they're so great but you know like agents agents are kind of like sharky sometimes and they're very like they have a confidence um that like I envy sometimes and you know and that was definitely the vibe and like I just found like this confidence coming out of me that I wasn't expecting. They're sort of like, you know, what do you, what are you thinking? What do you want? Like, what's your plan? And I was like, this, 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 and this, and I want everything. That's something that like, I never thought I could say before was that like, I want everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to pursue everything. I want to be an actor. I want to be a writer. I want to be a director. And I'm going to like go after all these things. And like, who are you to say I can't do that? Like, sure. 
What um, like? And what I do think you... they dug it. Did they? I think so. <laughs> I can't wait to talk more about this uh, off off the air. Um, but what do you like attribute that change to? From like, or not knowing what you wanted, or not saying what you wanted, to now being like, oh, I want this, this, and this, and I'm gonna do it. And you can either jump on board, or you don't have to. Uh, but I am gonna do it. Like, do you? Can you like think of? something that like happened that you can attribute that change to? Yeah. I mean, I think just the wisdom coming out of like difficult situations. And for me, that's mostly been relational Mm. situations. And so like, like I said, I feel like other people have always kind of determined who I was, whether that was my parents or friends I had or guys I was dating. Um, And so I feel like, um, poor relationship decision after poor relationship decision sort of has led me to a place where I don't feel the need to like please people in the same way Mm, yeah and so I think it's just I think it's just wisdom from getting older like I think that just happens naturally but I think for me specifically it's mostly come out of like relational stuff but like not sense. not specifically like romantic relationships. No, but like not even. Of, yeah, like all of just like relationships with other people, be it yeah. like career or friendships or family or like, you know, all of that shit, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you know, a lot about my life and my history and growing up and et cetera. And so like, I've, I just feel like from the time I was very, very young, I was set up to kind of like always want to, please people and like get the validation and acceptance from people who like left or abandoned or you know treated me poorly or whatever and so that was just such a running theme in my life that it overtook so it took so much time away from me like I just feel like so much of my high school years was spent you know trying to be good enough for a boy and then like mm-hmm. most of my childhood was trying to be good enough for my mom or my dad and and now that I'm in my 30s I'm like I, I don't want I don't want to continue my life this way like I have yeah. to at some point go like I want to be good enough for me and and I think that's what all of the like career goals for me specifically is sort of like like spawn spawn from mm-hmm. spurn I don't know um Feels right. has birthed I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh uh is like is like that's what I want that's that's what I want for me yeah I wonder why because I relate to everything you just said um and like growing up I mean mostly having a it told to me to be what men specifically men yeah want me to be and I wonder if that's like a regional thing or if that's something that like a lot of people in growing up in like the 2000s or like millennials specifically experienced because it wasn't for me at least it wasn't like and maybe I'm putting on maybe I'm putting this on myself but it never felt like I was doing something for other like women like it it really felt like it was for men and I wonder if you felt like that or if if it was just everybody for you um I feel like it was kind of everybody for me but I think there's a lot of things that go into this whether it's like uh it it was I would say it it's it is mostly men because I think we're we grew up you know like every other woman around our age it's like we grew up thinking that like we have to like do things for men and uh you know you have to be kind to men and they won't like you or et cetera et cetera you have to look away you have to and so there's definitely that pressure put on us at a very very young age but I also think like because of the situations we grew up in mm-hmm. like I hope it's okay I get like you know you have stuff with your dad and oh like, god this podcast I've said truly I everything figured, on this podcast so you can say whatever you want yeah like you have like stuff with your dad and early on I had really big issues with my mom I had issues with my dad too but I didn't really realize them until a little bit later in life um and so like you know because I had because my mom left and I had issues with her and I also had issues with my sister and then I had really um dysfunctional friendships with girlfriends mm. uh my whole life it, it kind of felt like everybody <laughs> yeah. for me I actually forgot about that for a second 
um like the journey you've had with like friendships um with like female friendships um, yeah specifically yeah yeah I think I was always kind of chasing that in my life and so like I would put a lot of energy into female friendships I would put a lot of trust into the women in my life and, and like for some reason I've always been uh I've always been in female friendships with people who are older than me a lot mm. like sometimes a lot older than me um and so a lot of the times I really looked up to them or they had a lot of influence on me and so sometimes that can you know right not go very well right 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 just like the power dynamic or yes um, at least the feeling of the power dynamic whether it's like true or not like to me it's like whenever I guess not anymore now that I'm older but like definitely when I was younger there was a added pressure when somebody was older than you and you had a friendship um yeah that like I guess I don't really feel like that anymore because I feel like I hang out with now like mostly people that are older than me do you feel I like do that? too yeah I, I, I no I don't I don't feel that um say well I, not that not in the same way it doesn't yeah. feel like it's an unhealthy thing because because now I feel like I have my own ideas and thoughts oh, and same like, same same but um, it's like but you you hang out with mostly like older people now people older almost, than you now yeah almost exclusively me too yeah isn't that funny is that a four thing I think we're like old souls too you yeah. know and like I, I think that just happens I also other than besides people being older than me I feel like I um have a lot of friendships with people who are like maybe described as like difficult personalities or like people who have <laughs> I'm not talking about you it's okay we all know no, that no, no. I difficult personality. <laughs> no and like not even like in a bad way like I because I love like difficult in the way that like maybe society would look at it at some like point, not but like not palatable not like not, traditionally well, palatable yeah or maybe just not like super passive mm. you know just strong strong people mm-hmm. um and and for a lot of my life because I let other people sort of like run my shit like I was the much more like soft palatable you know sort of demure like mm-hmm. little angel baby person mm-hmm. um but in a bad way like where mm-hmm. I would you know let people take over me it's so funny because like my friendship with you and I could be wrong but like I've always seen you as not that like I've always seen you as like your own unique person who like has opinions and doesn't try to like conform to other people but maybe that's just because we are similar in that way so it's like that like like brings out like in other people um, yeah, I don't know because I've not, I just haven't seen you as like demure and like pa- like trying to be palatable or whatever. But like mm. I get what you're saying. Like I don't want to say like yeah. you're not. No, no, that, no, no, like I totally get it. But like to me specifically, yeah. like you've always just been like yourself. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think it's always been a struggle, and I think there's parts of me that like I, like I've always fought that thing. Like I don't want to be that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be my own strong person, and so. Yeah. And maybe that's why I like befriending people who are strong personalities is really attractive to me because I'm mm. like, oh, you, can, you help bring this out of me. Like I can be my own person too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Do you feel like isolation in like COVID? I'm trying to remember like when you, cause you've been writing mm-hmm. for a while and di- I'm trying to think about what did you direct before COVID happened? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I okay. Was- yeah so when did yeah go ahead oh I was just gonna say because uh sometime before that like a couple years before COVID hit was when I started to get like really fed up with just not getting any really good auditions and like you know wanting to take a little bit more control and that was the reason why I started writing and trying to okay okay so it wasn't like isolation in like being self-reflective during that time it happened before and it came from um, not getting the opportunities you wanted to get. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that too. It's like, I don't know if you feel like this, but like as an actor, it's like, you have like no control over anything. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like you have control over like your performance kind of like you do, but then also it's like, you don't have control over the takes or like the edit or like any of that other stuff. And it's like, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, oh no, I like control. I like, (laughs) yeah, I like telling people what to do more than I like being told what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, unless you're a producer on the project that you're also acting in, yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't have any control, which is why I like, I want to, I want to be making my own stuff and I want to yeah. be the producer. I want to, I want to have control, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Okay. So then how did, um, COVID and like the lockdown affect you? Cause that I like truly, my brain is like, does not remember timelines for anything at this point. I know. So like you were filming, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, yes, we, I booked the show in 2019 in like August um and yeah and so and I was guest starring at that time but they kept bringing me back which was wonderful and then I think it was around like right around my birthday in February when they um said that I would be a series regular and then of course in March <laughs> right March January February March yeah it was like a month later uh, that we all sh- and we were filming at the time like I was at my hotel about to get picked up that morning for work and they called me and they were like hey we're not picking you up and bringing you to work we're picking you up and bringing you to the airport you're going home <gasps> I didn't know that yeah they shut it was like they shut the show down overnight and they were like we're done filming it was crazy holy shit okay so then what's going through your head at that point Oh my God. I was, I mean, we had known about COVID for a while, um, for like a couple weeks and it was starting to get a little sketchy on set anyways. Like a lot of hand sanitizer started appearing Mm -hmm. and like people didn't want to hug as much anymore. Um, it was just kind of awkward because we didn't know what was happening. Uh, and so we were a little like, we could maybe like shut down. Like, wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, but then when it happened, it was, it was just so sudden. And, you know, I think all of us thought like, okay, this is going to be like a, a month long thing or a three month long thing max. Uh, and so I didn't have, I didn't have the like perspective or the wherewithal to like really get what was going on. Yeah. Um, luckily I wasn't a series regular at the time. I was still guesting. So like the, the studio had to pay for everything. So like they had to bring me home. Um, and I remember like no one was on that flight because everyone was so freaked out. I was in first class because the studio is paying for it. And my dog got his own seat in first class because there was no one on the plane. Um, yeah. And then I just went home to my apartment and, and in LA and we just thought like, oh, we'll give it a, f- a few months. Surely we'll you go back had- and finish these episodes. We had like two more episodes left to do. Right. Two and a half more episodes. Yeah. Right. But you still had your apartment in LA. Oh yeah, yeah. At yeah, that okay. time, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, were you like, did you ever think like, oh my god, I have this big opportunity, and now I might not have it anymore because of fucking COVID? Or was that never something that went through your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think it got really hairy there, like during the summer at some point, because you know, in the beginning, I was like, again, like this is just gonna be a couple months, and then everything's gonna go, gonna go back to normal, and how how great that I get to go back and then be a series regular. But like as the months went on and production kept getting pushed, I was like, oh no, like <laughs> this would be my luck. Yeah. Um, and of course, eventually, you know, we went back to production, and there was so much money at at stake. And I, I had just kept hearing like industry buzz about like how much money everyone is losing by like not being in production and not making things. And so I was like, surely this will happen eventually. Um, so yeah, there was some worry there for sure. And then since I've been on the show, it's, it's been just very much COVID world. And so like, I feel like I've missed out on a lot of the stuff that would have happened beforehand so that's, yeah like what like how what do you feel like you missed I mean on? we just have a lot of like rules and stuff on set and so we don't we haven't had a rap party for mm. example for the last two seasons and we haven't had like some of the fun like you know the fun stuff that comes like from bonding like bonding stuff or yeah. bonding or like getting to go to like any events or be right at things, you know right yeah but it's so crazy. campaign problems 
In what? Champagne problem. Oh, sure. I don't get to go to parties. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it's like everybody has their own thing that they lost during COVID, you know, even like just the thought of like, I might not be on the show or, or I don't get to experience being on the show in the way that it was like pre-pandemic or like, you know, I have a friend who was going to Broadway and was in rehearsals uh, and like people in the show got COVID and no one knew what it was because it was in like February and March or whatever. And then she was like, oh my God, like I've wanted this my entire life to be on Broadway. And now I'm finally on Broadway and I actually might not be on Broadway. Like this might not ever happen. Yeah. And then having to be in lockdown with that mentality of like, yeah, this thing that I wanted so much that I actually earned and got. Yeah. I might not have. And like, same with like, you know, I've chatted with people in music being like, oh yeah, we released an album in at the end of 2019 and we were about to go on tour in the beginning of 2020 to like promote it or whatever. Yeah. And now we did like, we didn't go. So like the album sales, I'm sure were like a lot uh, less than they would have been if the tour happened. And yeah, just like, it's just so wild to think about everything that was like lost. And this is all like career stuff. This is not even like health related or like emotion, like any, Oh yeah. Emotion that's going on. Like death, like this doesn't even tackle that. So it's just like, so crazy. Um, how did you deal with that time as an artist and um, not not like working or not working on? Well, I'll just ask like, how did you deal with that as an artist? Just like that time down before our production started back up again. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I it was a journey, right? Cause like the first little bit we were like, oh, we're going to be super healthy. Like we're going to work out during this sure. time. And we're going to like, I'm going to write and I'm going to like do things in the beginning. And, and, and there was sort of this sense that like, whoever comes out of pandemic, having done the most stuff mm. or like created the coolest thing. And like, like, it just felt like it was, it, there was like a pressure yeah. that like you had to be using that time wisely or, or productively. And uh, so I definitely felt that in the beginning. And then I don't know at what point it sort of switched for me, but I, I think we were probably off for like six or seven months before we started back up production. Um, and so I think it was probably just a journey of going like, okay, I'm going to be super productive. I'm going to make all these things. I'm going to do all this stuff. And maybe I, I, I pumped some things out, but, um, ultimately like, I, I think it was just getting through it. it and then like every day that went by, you're like, okay, I'm ready for this to be done now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. And <laughs> yeah. more and more scared. And then I'm so like, I'm just so fortunate. Like I'm not, it doesn't escape me, you know, like how incredibly lucky I am that I had a job, that I was able to go back to a job um, and that everyone on that side of things in production was like just ready to get back to work. Um, so I, you know, I definitely acknowledge like how incredible and like fortunate I was for that. Yeah, totally. It's like, I mean, I fucking went crazy. Like I went crazy. Like I lost it, like lost yeah. my marbles. Yeah not even I feel like a lot of well (laughs) I was like I feel like a lot of relationships struggled but mine didn't but mine did after the fact uh Mm. not during but like it was mostly just like um not having a creative outlet and like having to like make up new ones that I could do like from the house which is like how this podcast came about and like how my art came about but it's like which is really cool. Like it is that, that came out of this for you. Yeah, it is. Um, but it was like out of necessity for yeah. not like yeah. truly losing it completely. But it's also like relationships struggled so much like after the fact, I feel like. Um yes. Like yeah. I've seen so many I've seen so many more breakups in the past, you know, I don't know, six months than I had in like years combined. And it has to be because of COVID. Like it has to be because of like 
I guess maybe a combination of like being quote unquote, like stuck with that Mm -hmm. other person. And also the time of being like introspective and like exactly being with yourself and being like, Oh fuck. Like, what do I want? What do I need? Cause everything was stopped. Yeah. So I had, at least for me, I felt like I had no other choice than to sit with myself and like think, you know? Yeah, no, me too. I know it's the amount of conversations I've had with friends who coming out of this and sort of moving back into real life. Um, and that they've said like, oh, I like don't have these same friends anymore. Like, I don't want to hang out with this person. I'm a completely different person. Like they don't want to hang out with me. Like just how much shifted in relationships and in people's life, like in just those two years of just like sitting with yourself and thinking yeah. about what, like what's important, who am I, what's really going on? What have I been doing? Like we, we, we were so consumed with with work or whatever else we were consumed with and then like having to sit there and not have those things like readily available and going like oh my god I spent this much energy on this friendship or I spent this much time doing this thing yeah do you feel like you lost any like friendships or relationships because of COVID you did for sure yeah I mean you know it like before COVID it was just sort of I mean, I can hardly remember it, but I just feel like it was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I have this acquaintance and that acquaintance and like, I'll see them here and there or whatever. And then like coming out of COVID, uh, at least for me, I feel like I've gone like, okay, well I'm like really selective with my time. Mm. And also I need to be like conscious, conscious about like, you know, who's, who's, um, who respects COVID and the rules of COVID mm. in the same way that I do. And yeah. like, pers- you know, and also it's not just COVID, you know, we were in like Trump world and we yeah. were dealing with everything politically and, and just all the things that are happening. And like, I think that was even like a bigger part of it, right? Just seeing people for like, I don't know, quote unquote, who they really are, or like seeing things come out of people you hadn't realized were there. Um, and just and so now I feel like I, I just think about something like, oh, I don't need to be, I don't need to hang out with that person. Like I'm perfectly fine with like my four, like really close friends or whatever. I was just talking about this last night because I was like, I'm like this past week, I was like, oh, I don't have any friends. Do you ever go like, oh, I don't have any friends. And then, and then I, I can't remember who I was talking to. And they were like, oh, well, like, do you go out? Like, you ask them to like go out or and I was like no I don't want to go outside like yeah. <laughs> I know like oh yeah like I don't want to go anywhere yeah. and I but I also complain about yeah and then I also complain about not having friends and it's like you can't have both because I'm such I an know. introvert like are you an introvert yes very much yeah. so I think I'm an extroverted introvert but yeah. I definitely like get my energy from being alone me too so I'm like yeah but I don't want to do that but I also want friends so like how do we remedy this situation? I know I'm the same way. I did that like I think way more before COVID though, where I was like, I don't have any friends. Yeah. Really sad about it. Um, and I think a part of that was like everyone just had everything available to them and like any friendship and could go anywhere. And it was, you know, you could go to this bar and this place and like no one was thinking about a pandemic. And so like, you know, everyone just chose like the most fun thing at the moment, you know, Mm. like you can make plans with someone and they'd be like, Oh no, I have this other funner thing to do. So I need to cancel on you. Yeah, And I feel like that doesn't happen as much anymore. And also I've chosen not to be friends with those people anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't find myself doing that quite as much anymore as the, like, I don't have any friends because I kind of recognize that like the three people that like, I will call up and like schedule a hangout with are the ones I want to be around. And typically like those hangouts will stick and I'll actually see them. Yeah. It it fills me up. Yeah. 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 I was talking about this too last night was, um, like the pain that the, uh, ending of a friendship like that, Mm. because I feel like as a society, we like talk about like romantic breakups a lot and like the pain that comes with those, but we don't talk about like the pain that comes with like the ending of a friendship. And I'm curious if you have experienced anything like that and like how you dealt with it or like how you moved through that. 
Yeah, I mean, my most like, um, my my biggest experience with that is isn't related to COVID, and you right. know, you know that the story, but um, yeah, I had a best friend for many years, and it was kind of a it wasn't kind of it was a very dysfunctional friendship and relationship, and so um, yeah, the ending of that was really hard, and that was also I was in my twenties where I feel like um, it, friendship was just like a different it's a different thing when you're young, yeah, like your expectation of people is is that like they you know like in a movie like they'll be there every any second you call and you'll get into all the trouble together together and like it'll be an adventure and like you know you'll always have them to sit by on the couch and watch movies like anything anything you want like you'll have your friend there Mm -hmm. and like as you get older it's just not it's just not as realistic people have lives and like yeah but in your, when you're young and like, as I was with this friend, you know, we just put a lot of expectations on each other to like, be like the other half, you know? Um, and so when that ends, it's like losing a part of yourself. Yeah. And so that's incredibly difficult. Like, how did you deal with that? Um, I mean, for me, it was really the best thing to end that friendship because it was so um, harmful uh, to both of us. And um, we had just gotten so wrapped up in each other that like, there really was no other option anymore. Uh, Like we really needed to end end it. And so um, it was just a, like, I think I, I had prepared myself I I like hit rock bottom and I was like, I know this is going to be a dark, hard season. Um, And I don't know, what did I do? I guess I leaned on other friends of mine who like, I think I had kind of taken for granted because they weren't that, you know, other half of me buddy. Um, And they weren't like the friendship that I had like expected them to be because they weren't at my beck and call. Yeah. It's almost like, and I don't want to like, um, put words in your mouth but it's like uh those relationships that are like friendships or romantic relationships that are um not fucking soulmate but like what's the other one twin flame (laughs) same thing (laughs) yeah same thing twin flame codependent absolutely the same thing but where it's like it's so toxic that it's like almost um you want to fix it more or like you want to like yeah. You, you want to keep it more or you want to like prove yourself more or something. Yeah. That's, that's like how I feel in the most like toxic friendships or relationships that I've had. It's like as a, co- uh, like as a literal textbook codependent myself, it's like, I would try to like get that person more. Like the more they would be toxic, the more I would like try to mm-hmm. get them mm-hmm. to come back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, only now that I've been in like, that I'm in two different programs and therapy and, you know, all the fucking shit that I'm like, oh yeah, that's unhealthy. That's called unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And, and like, you know, programs like that therapy, stuff like that, you know, I, I didn't, didn't do therapy at the time and I really should have. Um, I, I guess I, I leaned on friends. I, I, I wrote, I had a, um, a sort of really healthy spiritual life at the time, I think. So I leaned into that. Um, and so that was definitely the most like dramatic version of that happening. Um, I think because we were so codependent, but I've also had friendships that have ended, um, sort of as a result of COVID the times. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are, those are also really difficult. Um, but I think it's just like, it's different. It wasn't, it wasn't as like gut wrenching. Yeah. It's more like you, you just, you start to realize as you get older that there are seasons in life. And that there are seasons for people sometimes and that it's okay that that person isn't in your life forever and ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Hopefully, like, if you're lucky, you have people like that. But I think it's just about um, accepting that this is a little bit 
the way that life works and that there yeah. are seasons for for things and seasons for people yeah it's fucking hard to accept that though like it's not at least for me um yeah but it's like also like life is hopefully long knock on wood um and it's like maybe that person will come back into your life later mm. or yeah like, you know totally um yeah what is your you talked a little bit about your you like having um like leaning on like your spiritual life I'm just curious about what your spiritual life is like now and how that uh or if it's present or like what I don't know just like if if it's beneficial or how how that is like post-COVID or whatever yeah um yeah it's weird it's different it's Mm -hmm. uh um COVID like COVID like aligned in my life with a lot of other change Mm. and so like I I feel like I went through just a ton of change all at once so I was a part of a church for like 10 years that had ended um in 2019 and so like not right before COVID, but I was certainly dealing with that for, for many months leading up to COVID. And, um, and a lot of those friendships from that community have since sort of fizzled. Um, and those are sort of the ones that I'm talking about where it felt like there was a season for them. Mm. Um, and maybe like you said, there will be a season again, uh, but we're just all in such different places. Um, since COVID though, I don't, there's been so much, there's been so much that's happened. Um, I feel like my mind has changed about a lot of stuff. Um, I think not like, not like the core big, really important stuff. Like I think that's still there for sure, but it, I feel like I'm looking at it through a new lens. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah <laughs> like what do I yeah I mean I was gonna I say don't like, wanna, like shit on anybody's like religion no. or you know if, I just for me I think stuff has shifted and like I have to um I'm just on a journey of figuring out like what to do with all of that you know yeah well it's also really hard because if that was like one of your main sources of um like community or like mental health or, um, you know, like any of that. Yeah. Like, and you know, and you don't have that, then it's like, what do you, what do you have? Like, how do you, you know, yeah. If that's your main like source of, I can't, I can't think of another word other than like community or like healing or like leaning on people or advice or whatever. You don't have that anymore. It's like, I guess you started therapy at some point. But was that before COVID? No, I don't remember. Uh, uh, during COVID. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really start, um, like actually into therapy until uh, the COVID times. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that was like helpful when, since you didn't have like that other community anymore. For sure. For sure. I mean, I'm still, I'm still on that, the therapy journey. I feel like I'm a new baby therapy baby, you know? Yeah. uh So I need to, I'm still trying to figure out like what works for me. Yeah. Um, it takes a long time to figure yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard, which is, is comforting because I'm like, oh, great. Like I'm just going to be fucked up forever. No, I mean, I'm probably going to be fucked up forever, but I still <laughs> think like it is like, we all are. yeah. Um, it is definitely like a journey in like finding the right therapist or, um, I don't even like for me, it's like finding the right medication and right, right. all that fucking shit. Like it doesn't, like I've been in therapy since 2015 and I'm still fucking trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like a lifelong thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's like, I wouldn't want to not be working on myself. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel like you're similar in that, like you like learning new things or in growing as a person, just like yeah. both like as a person and as an artist in your yeah. like career and your craft. Um, yeah. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And it makes it hard when like you have people in your life that like aren't, that isn't like their favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you, 
see eye to eye on stuff if like they're saying the same and you're changing and like are we talking uh about partners now (laughs) yeah we segued a little bit (laughs) uh because yeah sure yeah 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 um yeah I mean that is hard to, to to sort of um talk about what you're talking about without talking about um my husband um like there there are people you know who like who are your friends or like your co-workers or um people who like kind of just you are you have to be close to in life who who aren't who don't see life the way that you do and you just gotta deal, deal with them that like it, it's been interesting for me um having new friendships or meeting new people and um them being just very different for me and having to navigate like you're your own person and you get to be your own person and like I connect with you on this level about this thing and that's good but we don't need like we don't need to be bestest of friends and connect on all of the, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense. You make complete sense to me because I'm like in the mindset right now. And it's part of like being codependent where like, I have a control thing where Mm. it's like, it's not controlling. It's like, I want to I guess it is though. Like it is controlling like bottom line, but it's like, I want us to like, like the same things and do the same things. And like, but it's like, oh no, like they're their own person, Rebecca. Like stop trying to make them like you. Like we don't need more yous in the, like in the world. Like Jesus. (laughs) But it is, it's hard. It's hard and it's interesting trying to like befriend someone and, and be, a good friend to someone who like is their own person and isn't so much like you because like I you know, know. We're, we're just so immediately attracted to people that are just like us um but like having a friendship with somebody who isn't just like you is challenging and also I think really important oh um, yeah so but it is it's a challenge um yeah and I have to like train myself not to be like easily offended or, you know, find the sort of like topics that I can discuss with those people without, um, touching any, any, any sort of touchy subjects, you know? Um, yeah. And for me, it like comes with a lot of, a lot of, um, it comes from, sorry, a lot of like fear-based stuff Mm. because it's like, if I can control the situation or like, if I can like make you do it the way I would do it, then there's like less fear that we're so different that you'll abandon me essentially. I mean, all of my shit comes from like a fear of abandonment really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I think, I think for me it is abandonment, but it's also like, I, I would hate for someone to like really see me and be like, ew, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, like if I were trying to like make someone else like me, mm-hmm. make someone else be like me, um, and then they went like, that I don't like this, that like there's something wrong with this thing, you know, that yeah. would be like so hurtful to me. Yeah, I completely relate to that. Um, yeah, so it's like fucking navigating life is not easy. Um, <laughs> uh, when did you, when did you start working on in, in training and like, your short film and like talk about that experience because I feel like that was like big like it got into like a lot of festivals you did like press around it and like yeah you wrote it and directed it and acted in it and you do like stunts in it and like maybe you do stunts a lot and you know working on the show and like but to me I was like holy shit like this is like fucking incredible and I'm just curious about like what that like did you write it during COVID or like what like why did I guess why did you write it and what was like the process around it yeah I um so as soon as I got on the show and pretty much um even before I was a series regular I was sort of bugging my showrunner about um directing and about like shadowing and learning more about like the behind the scenes or behind the camera. And so when I became a series regular is when I really started to bug him. And every year I was like, can I shadow? Can I do this? Can I hang around? Can I see, can I be in this meeting? Can I see what you're doing? 
Um, and so I was able to shadow in season seven and then again in season eight. And I had just kept asking my showrunner for advice because I was like, I think I want to be a director. And he was like, okay, great. Like you should read this book. You should hang around this person. You should watch this video. You should listen to this person. Um, and I talked about it with one of my coworkers who she is an actor on the show, but she directs as well. And she was like, you got to make a short. And I was like, no, that's COVID. Like that's impossible. And she was like, you got to just do it. And I was like, all right. And so I like, kind of like lazily started to move towards it. And then I, um, a producer, a friend of mine who actually is a stunt coordinator, she came on the project as a producer and mm. um, helped me a lot. And just like, as it kept rolling, like more and more people were getting involved and wanted to be a part of it. And then at, at some point I was like, oh shit, this is like really happening. This is a thing. And so I had to get really organized and um, I was always excited about it. I had written a story um, that wasn't quite this, but it was sort of the, the seed of this story a long time ago. And I had always had this idea of like an assassin in training. And um, so I took the script and I just kept working on it until it was something that I was like, I think this is like, this is something that is reflective of like if I wanted to direct the flash, I think this can reflect that. Um, and so, and so, yeah, that was my, that was my idea. I was like, if I, if I shoot this short, like I'll, I'll send it out and I, I, maybe I can, um, maybe it'll be accepted into this program, the Warner Brothers directing program. And then, you know, maybe I can move on from there. So like, I, I, so I gathered a bunch of the people who work on the show um, and everyone was like super kind and great and, and did it for like almost no money at all. And we made this really cool product. Um, and my producer friend brought on another stunt coordinator. And so we all worked together on those stunts and I had done that work on The Flash. Um, and so I had been able to like, see that, um, see like really good examples of that. So, and there were some of the stunt people from the show. So like, I, I really had the best people working on it. Um, and then, yeah, and then we made it and that was in, um, that was 2021, were we? Yeah, 21. And, right, yes. And, uh, and so we made it in like May, um, I submitted it to some festivals and applied to the Warner Brothers directing program in January, late January. And uh, I had, I've kept bugging my showrunner about like um, writing letters of recommendation for me and he did that. And uh, yeah, and then I got into the program and, and I, I got an episode from it. Which was incredible. Mean, how do you like, cause you have to, you had to like ask for, stuff. I was, I just bugged people. Yeah. I yeah, just but, like really, were you scared yeah. to do that? Or like, do, what, like, were yes. you uh, then like, that's so like, like confident and courageous to be able to just like keep asking different people without yeah. being like, I'm sorry for bugging you or like, you know, whatever <laughs> caveat you like that like, was in something your head that was the thing for me. Like that was something I really had to work on was just the way I would word things. Yeah. And I would, I would practice with my friends, friends. And, you know, I would be like, okay, instead of saying like, you know, something like, would it be okay? Or like, if it's not too much trouble or like, what do you think about? And just like being clear and asking for the thing, like, can I do this? Um, I would like this you know, and like really working on the way that I said things. And I, I actually really think that that changed a lot for me. Uh, and I think it, I think it's um, disarming for people when you just like straight up ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it, it gives the other person less of an opportunity to sort of dance around the thing. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and then if someone, and then someone else kind of like looks not silly, but like it, it's more clear when someone else is doing that thing to you when they're sort of like dancing around. Yeah. They like, 
I want to do this. And they go like, oh, well, I don't know if it'd be possible if blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, can I do this on this day? It, it's harder for people to be, to, to say no to you. Right, right. Um, so that was something I actually really did practice. Yeah, because I feel like <laughs> I'm doing that in like a smaller way because I'm like, maybe we shouldn't add two exclamation points all the time. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, just yeah. like, it's very small, but it's like, yeah. I, I, and you know what? I, I feel like I always go back to this on the show and I sound like such a fucking man hater, but I don't really fucking care. Um, Where yeah. it's like, I don't feel like men do that. I don't feel like men add no. two exclamation points. They just like say the fucking thing. Yeah. And like, why do I feel the need to be like, you know, like you said, like dancing around the thing and like, yeah. For me, it's just, I don't know why I go back to like adding extra exclamation points, but that's like the thing that I notice about totally. myself that I do. Yes. I'm like, why do I fucking do. do that? I know. I know. It's so true. I'll, I'll do it too. And sometimes depending on who I'm talking to, I will go back and look at their email and see how many exclamation points they, they yeah. put. Yeah. And like, see, they didn't put any. Yeah. And like, I didn't read it and think this person hates me. Right. I just read it as an email. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to do it. Um, I, yeah, no, the exclamation point thing is, is real. Yeah. It's like, I, I go back now and I'm like, all right, how many exclamation points did I use here? <laughs> Can I take any of these out? Or I take yeah. out words like just, like, I just yeah. wanted to reach out and I'm like, no, I wanted yeah. to reach out or, you know, yeah. like little words like that. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to hate me. <laughs> they're going to hate yeah. me if I don't use two exclamation points. <laughs> yeah. Josiah is the only man that I know who like writes like a girl. Oh, really? He very much, yeah. He's he's because he's so sweet and like he's he, a two, probably, yeah. Yeah. Enneagram shout out. Yeah. In case um, you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. You should. Write he'll, he'll write. He'll write emails and like I'll I'll proofread them and he gets so mad at me because I'll be like, no, take this sentence out. Why are you telling? Why are you asking them for? Why are you apologizing already? Yeah. Like, why are you apologizing to me in this email? Just say the thing that you want. Cause he, oh my God, he like does a whole preamble and every, yeah. every email. I need I'm to have you proofread my emails from now on. I mean, yeah, I'm happy to. I feel like you'd be, you're good at that. You would think so, but I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm happy to proofread. It's definitely something I, I need to work on. Um, but I will but literally I write drafts. Like I will write out what I want and then I'll go back and read take out this exclamation point, mm -hmm. take out this, would it be okay if, take mm -hmm. out this, if it's not too much trouble, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely relate. Okay. We're coming up on an hour. Um, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self? I think you asked me this last time. About? Oh, specifically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm listening. I spoke too soon. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Kayla. <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> uh, overcoming challenges, specifically. By the way, I would talk to no other podcast host this way. It's just that <laughs> Wait, in what way? Since we were, I don't know, I feel like I can bust your balls a little. Oh, yeah, bust them all day, baby. Um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> What advice would I give my younger well, self? Well, like it doesn't have to be your challenges. younger self. Just like any person in your, you know, no, any fucking like I will. I'll go with woman because you know I'm already on that train. Oh my god, I'm having with my hair. Um, uh, about like overcoming challenges or low points or how to get through hard times in your life or hard moments or friendship breakups yeah. or any of that. Yeah. How do you get through that? How do you overcome it? How do you fucking bounce back? Yeah. I mean, I think number one, and this is what I say about kind of anything anybody wants to do in life is that you just got to keep going. Mm. Um, it's, it's, I don't know that it's easy to give up, but like, you know, there's a lot of, um, opportunity to like give up on something yeah. when it's hard or, um, and, uh, I just, yeah, I would just say like, keep going, don't give up. And then there's so many, like, you have to get creative about how you go about doing anything in life. You know, it may not look the way you thought it was going to or planned it. And so like, you know, if a relationship ends or if a job isn't going the way you want or, you know, get creative, you got to find, like, we only have one life. We only have so much time. Do find, find another avenue, <clears throat> excuse me, 
you know, turn a different corner. Like, just don't give up. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep trying. Read a book, go to therapy, you know, watch that video that's inspirational. Find whatever it is that works for you and like, just don't give up on yourself. Yeah. I think that like, that's so helpful because it's like pivoting. Yeah. Pivoting, and that doesn't mean like giving up on the thing that you want. It just means like going about it in a different way, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, for sure. And because I think you could find like, uh, I think you could find different things uh, that are more fulfilling uh, along that journey that might not be the thing you you wanted. And had you not pivoted, you wouldn't know. Totally. God, I relate to that so much. Um, well, thanks so much for you know, chatting with me again for a third time. Uh, yes. uh, I love you. And it's always a treat to talk to you. I love you too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Bounce Back with guest actor, writer, director Kayla Compton. You can find her on Instagram. Her handle is Kayla Cherie Compton. And let's get into it. We started off by talking about how as you get older, you start becoming more secure because you honestly just stop giving a fuck about what other people think. And also, you know yourself a lot better because you have, you know, those extra years that you've uh, had to like hone in on on your wants and your needs and who you are. She talked about having the confidence and being able to do the things that she wants to do now instead of listening to other people. She talked about how she no longer lets other people determine her life's path and instead she's more secure and confident as an individual. She talked about not only acting but also transitioning to writing and directing. She talked about meeting with a lit agent in particular and saying like, this is what I want. I want this and this and this. I want it all. And she talked about how she wouldn't have been able to do that before. And I asked her why. And she said just wisdom has come out of difficult situations. And that is how she's learned. She talked about the reason that she shifted to writing and directing is because she wanted to have more control over her career and the projects that she's in. She talked a little bit about um, the pressure that she felt and I felt and I think a lot of people felt during quarantine of you know having to be productive every single minute and utilize the time to make something great and how that's like a very hard uh, expectation that we put on ourselves during that time and maybe we still do. We talked a little bit about friendships and that shifting uh, after COVID and after having, you know, the introspective time during quarantine to figure out more about what we want out of friendships. We talked about how the ending of a friendship is, you know, can be equally as painful as the ending of a romantic relationship or even more painful and how we don't see that portrayed in the media as much when it really should be because it's really hard when you lose a friend. She also talked about the fact that there are seasons in life and seasons for people and sometimes things and people come and sometimes they go and sometimes they come back and you know the real uh I guess the the best thing to do is kind of like ride those waves and not have such a tight grip on life and and for lack of a better term go with the flow we talked about how having friendships with people who aren't like you is challenging but also very very important to have in your life I asked her a little bit about her short film in training and how that came about. And she said that it was from asking um, one of the showrunners about shadowing a director on the show. She's on the show, The Flash. Um, And we went into talking about the way you ask for things because her and I both share this thing where we're either timid about asking or I talked about how I add too many exclamation points And she said that it's taken her practice and like writing up drafts for emails, but that she's learned to be clear and concise rather than dancing around the question. And that has given her a lot more um, success and has given her the outcomes that she wanted going into that conversation. For example, asking her showrunner if she can direct an episode or if she can shadow a director on the series and just being upfront and like, this is what I want. These are the times I can do it. And I think for me, it's really helpful reminder that like you can ask for what you want and like not feel like a burden to people. Like it's okay to ask for things. I forget that sometimes. 
And then I asked her if she had any advice for people who are experiencing a low point um, or a challenge in, in their life. And she said, just keep going and get creative about finding a new avenue if the one that you're going down currently isn't working for you. We talked about pivoting, not giving up on yourself, not giving up on what you want to keep going, and that you might find something better and something that is more you and something that you enjoy more on this alternative route during this pivot. So be open to change and new ideas and just keep going. Thanks again for listening. New episodes every Thursday. Thank you.